<laughs> Let's go. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Happy Monday, Andy. I'm sure you are... Uh... Uh, feeling the pain of a party weekend. Uh, looks like you got some sunshine. <laughs> nice work by you. I, did, I, cuddle, I cut a little base tan. <laughs> sure. That's what we're going with? <laughs> okay. Um, did, you, did you fall asleep by the pillow? <laughs> did you, or did you pass out? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's back in, back in sunny Minnesota. That's yeah, one of my favorite people. Quotes. People often oh go God. to people often go to Boston to get extremely sunburned. <laughs> That's you know that that hot that hot Boston harbor. You're sun. so close to the sun up there. Yeah, it, it's just yeah, it's closer <laughs> to the sun. It's just ridiculous. I can't believe how burnt I got. But otherwise, otherwise, no. It's hey man, very winter's good over. Back. Summer's yeah. here. It's it's it's, uh, uh, it's it's officially we're into the month of May. Um, we got some odds popping across the landscape for some NFL stuff. Hey, did you know NFL schedule drops this week? It does. I'm excited to talk about that a little. Yeah. If you did, you did you go through the leaks that I sent you already? We pretty much got the whole thing leaked. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the, the the thing is too, like <laughs> we know who everybody plays already. We've known for a while. This yeah. is just like you know who who has a really bad stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Or who has a really easy stretch? We're not finding out a ton, but and yeah, yeah. this is, I mean, cor- correct. <laughs> when you're this old, you get two to three day hangovers if yeah. you just go have any amount of whiskey. About, I know how much to drink at home. <laughs> oh, all right, it's bedtime now. I've had, I've had two, I'm going to bed. All right. Well, it's been a wild day. Uh, crypto market puked for a while. That was sucky. <laughs> yeah, working. I've been working my ass off today, man. Did a show this morning. Did uh, you know the NBC uh, sports podcast that I'm doing now is going gangbusters. We're cranking out content there once a day. So check that out if you are a minority. Um, talk to Jeff Schwartz, Jeff with the G, uh, this morning, and I'll tell you some funny stories after the, after this is over. But um, he was fun. Um, the um, Player performance props. Oh, all the you know is really what I want to get into today. Though um, we'll keep it light. We'll keep it easy since you're <laughs> you're nursing a hangover and a, and a sunburn. Uh, and we'll talk. Uh, you know, talk a little bit of process. Kind of come up with what the right uh, what the right you know frame of reference for evaluating all of this is because you know you need a process. This isn't just like well, I like that player. I like what team you landed with. Fine, I'll bet him rookie of the year. Like you need a very there's very specific formula to this you're anytime you're handicapping awards you need to basically handicap the mind of the voter <laughs> that's an important process and i would say uh that you know that that's what we kind of want to talk about today um next week we'll have a schedule we maybe can get into a little bit of pre preliminary thoughts about win totals things like that um yeah. but uh for now at least we know what players are on what teams let's talk a little little award prop sound good 
Yeah, not. Did did you want to do some not only award props but maybe some player performance props? Yes, for sure. There's there's rookie numbers out on a lot of these. So yeah, absolutely. I would like to exciting times. Absolutely, I'd like to. Um, But but let's start with the awards. Um, I kind of want to talk a little MVP too. Besides just rookie stuff today. MVP most valuable player. Do you want to do the MVP first or or last? I mean, we can. I certainly can get into those. Let's do the last. Let's start with offensive rookie okay. of the year. I will say, as you look back in time, this is one of the more difficult awards to handicap on the front end because it's all about opportunity, really. You know, and 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 sitting here now in May uh, and trying to speculate about opportunity for this year is not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. Um, there are going to be injuries that influence this. Uh, there are going to be, um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, of the three quarterbacks last year that came out, uh, Burrow, Tua, and Herbert. I think Herbert was the longest odds of those three. And he ended up getting the most starts and played the most game, had the but most that, opportunity. And that, that's the, the thing. Yeah, yeah like, and he wins. You had a guy who a lot of people were – kind of panning that pick as a bust opportunity and kind of ragging on him for taking him there. And it took a needle to long. I know. That's right. I mean, oh, shit. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. He wasn't, who knows how long it would have been if, for him to play. We might if, not have seen him. Yeah. If you know the, the long history of the chargers hiring people who do things like that <laughs> hadn't happened. And you know, yeah, we had a punctured lung by a, an injection and boom. We we have we have another starter in the league, and, yeah. and that's that is the toughest part because there's, I mean, all right, Trevor, Trey, Justin, Mack, Zach Wilson, that has to be like your, that has to be your A one market, like that has to be your top tier because they're quarterbacks. Like I would say, anybody who's not a quarterback is in the second tier. There's not a, you know, Saquon Barkley in this class. There's not some running back that a coach is going to absolutely hammer on and, or, you know, because of the, the management and like, Hey, we took him here. You better run him. Like you could tell like he was going to get run into the ground, no matter what, he was going to get a lot of opportunity. Uh, and just even the running backs who were taken high, you got one who was taken by the Steelers who have done nothing to improve a line that made good running backs look bad last year. And then, I mean, further down, you got Jacksonville who, if if you think Trevor Lawrence is going to be bad enough to lose the rookie of the year title to a teammate, how is that offense going to be good enough for him to win anything? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm almost throwing out running backs completely and looking at my second tier to maybe be, and this is tough because it takes such a big year by a wide receiver, but like my second tier is probably wide receivers or maybe a really deep, sleeper running back like a and even these aren't huge numbers but you know like somebody like sermon or somebody you know you'd have to look at some of the opportunities that some of the other running backs are going to get if you're going to take a running back i'd need a huge effing number that's why i'd look for somebody down the board who might have an opportunity to play so i mean that's kind of my process i ended up on and just once i got there i needed to start parsing out the quarterbacks yeah okay I don't, know, I don't where, know where do you sit. Where do you sit on the market in general? I sit on it's a gamble. It's it not is. a handicap. 
<laughs> well, and is, that, that's yeah. the thing. Like you're you go look, look at these prices. There's no there's no sense placing Trevor Lawrence plus three fifty. Yeah, right. Because that's I crazy, I think crazy, crazy. him, uh, you know, maybe not Mac Jones. I really don't know if Mac Jones works out. Although this could be my Justin Herbert this year, where it's like, oh, I don't like this guy. Watch him play really, really well. As that's how I evaluate quarterbacks. But I mean, go take those, take those five, take those five quarterbacks. Take skill aside. Take teammates out of the question. Coaching, management, offensive scheme, everything neutral, and just base those five, rank those five players from one to five, in in terms of how many reps you think they'll get this year, how many snaps under center they'll get, you know, without, without yeah. any wild cards, like injuries or all this. Yeah. Where do you, and, and tell me why, like explain those five quarterbacks. Yeah. Who okay. thinks who this you is think, a good game. Yeah, g- give me, yeah, give me, uh, a give me a little, little reasoning on each. As well. Um, Trevor Lawrence is taking hundred percent of snaps for the Jaguars barring injury. Agreed. Um, Trey Lance is taking 85. I would have said his ceiling is 85, but that even that is um, optimistic potentially. Uh, it doesn't seem like the market for a Jimmy G trade is is hot at all, uh, and it doesn't seem likely that a guy that started one year of FCS is ready to go week one, which means this is the Jimmy G show for probably weeks one through four. Um, at that point, you probably have a Tua. Fitzmagic type of situation, even if Jimmy G is four and zero, if they you know, if, if things are rolling right, right you know, smooth, rolling right along, San Francisco still may want to pull the pull the trigger and put Lance in there because he's a diff, he has an added dimension. Um, but I can also see, I guess Lance's ceiling, I would say, is eighty percent of the snaps. His floor is zero. <laughs> yeah, there's a chance. And, yeah. And I think best estimate, if you made me make an estimate, I'm probably leaning a little towards 80. So maybe I'm like my best estimate is about 60, 65% of snaps. You muted yourself. I did. I had to cough really hard. Here is a, <laughs> and I'm vaccinated. Here's a good comment from Sam Lipscomb. It says, going to know better about the Lance chances when we see when San Francisco's buy is. That's an interesting that's interesting with some of these teams that might go, you know, Dalton or Jimmy G for a little bit. If they do have like a week five buy or something, you can see a natural, you know, fulcrum point to move to the rookie quarterback. If they have later buys, that wouldn't be, you know, nearly as interesting to me. But yeah, something to look for in a couple of these teams. So, all right. We went T Law, then Trey, at least Fields, Mac, and Zachy. Yeah. So, Hmm. Zach Wilson takes 100% of the jet snaps. <clears throat> um, that's pretty straightforward. Yep. Again, barring injury. Um, Justin Fields takes 90 on the high end. I'd say 60 to 90. 60 at the low end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance that the Bears roll Andy Dalton out there week one. It's, you it, know, it is, it is the Bears. It's the Bears. Um, Fields ought to take a hundred, but he's probably gonna. It's probably gonna be like ninety. Uh, and then Mac Jones is gonna take like fifty. Is probably my my best guess. 
ceilings maybe 75 floor is zero um but yeah the the low floor for both lance and mac jones has me out of those has has me scratched you know crossing off those players yeah so that that's kind of where i ended up when i finished this off and i don't love this play i don't think i'm going to get very involved in this market but because of the I'm sketched out by what's happening in Jacksonville and the price sucked. So I scratched off Trevor. You're sketched out about Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. Some, some people might be sketched out about some moves they made down there. Yeah. There's been oh, a couple of real, I mean, real questionable I, I, ones. Hiring that coach, bringing in Tebow, drafting the running back. It's tough. Like the, every guy has a knock. Trevor's Lawrence's knock is the fact that Jacksonville might be, uh, a, broken a, real, a broken organization right from the get-go. It might be a bad move with Urban. It might not work. Trey's, you know, obviously is super low floor for how much he could play. Same with Fields. Uh, I don't Wilson? know about Fields having a low floor. You really think that Andy Dalton could start more than half the games for the no, Bears? No, I, I think I think maybe his, his knock is that Nagy was a flash in the pan in 2018, and we never see that kind of – Play calling in the Bears organization. Yeah, we're just talking opportunity, though. I think his yeah, floor no, no, is not and too that, bad. Yeah. And that's where, so that's where I'm cross, like the knock on every guy. Okay. Mac Jones, the knock is, I don't, I wasn't really all that bought into the Patriots, uh, you know, the signings in the offseason. I still don't think this is going to be a good offense. Yeah. I'm not sold on that, especially try, you know, the quarterback whisper or whatever, but I'm, I'm not sold on that one. And then Wilson is, the team just might not be good enough to get him to 500 like Wilson. I like the price. I like 10 to one, but is, is there enough talent on that team to get him? Like if Wilson has a really good year, but they win, they're like four and 13. Can you give it to him? You know, he he's making plays with his feet. He's bombing. He's about, you know, using that big arm, making plays with his arm and they just suck still. Like they, the defense just isn't there yet. They're not able to compete with good teams. They win four, five, six games. Can you give it to them? You know, let, let's say Fields is okay, much less in the stats, but the Bears are a 500 team, get the seventh spot. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And I, um, I do, I do like the, I like the Jets draft. I like the Jets free agency, and I maybe I'm just jilted by the Jets because the last time I saw them play football. They had, you know, a dead duck. Not even, not even a lame duck. A dead duck coaching them, and really, you know, it was just a really bad organization from head to toe. So, you know, maybe the Jets do turn a corner. I, I, in a roundabout way, I'm saying I don't like this market, but I have to bet it. Ten to one on Zach Wilson's my favorite quarterback play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do you think that price is so high? Actually, what's up with that? I think it it's really just the Jets. Yeah, it it should be lower. Like it should be. It's Mac. I think Mac and Wilson should be flipped. Yeah, like right. Wilson yes. should be dead. Or Lance and Wilson. Yeah, I I, I think fair price on uh, Wilson should be kind of in the five to one range. Give him about twelve uh, percent of the market, something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm okay giving Lawrence like twenty five percent of the market. Wilson twelve. Fields 10 and then 
Lance and Lance and Jones are just cross offs. Okay. So let's then let's you you were pretty quick to dismiss running backs. Um I get I'm, I'm the very I get quick to yeah, dismiss I get, Harris. Huge dismiss okay, just Harris. just on the basis of you don't think he'll be able to produce enough offensive statistics to warrant consideration because the offensive line is going to be a pot busted mess. It's it's going to be horrid. And I think we're going to see bad Ben again. We might see backup quarterback, which would be even worse. And there's a lot of mouths to feed there too. You're going to see a lot of snaps to run, to wide receivers as well. He's going to get a split and carries. So I, I, I'm out on Harris at that price for sure. Okay. okay. He, he's 10 to one at some places. That's ridiculous. I'm not a quarterback. I'm not taking a running back there. Okay. Etienne. Yeah. 33 to one. Again, I don't like that. He's, on the same team as uh, as Robinson, yeah. who was great last year. Yeah, that guy had like fourteen hundred yards from scrimmage. That feels like a full split. I don't. It's a big investment getting a first round guy though. Yeah, he's he's a boomer better. bust guy, which means he'll put up highlights. He'll probably you know he'll he'll yeah, he'll, he, he could he'll, steal he'll, the job. Yeah, he could steal the job. He and he could. I mean, yeah, shoot. They go. The coach obviously thought we need to invest first round talent in running back position, even though they had Robinson. Um. Yeah, I think uh, so I think that leaves you with Williams. That leaves you with Sermon. I'm sure there's others if you look. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. I. What is your feeling? I mean, on make, make a case. For, make a case for a running back. Do you have one, or are we just kind well, of Etienne is kind of the Zach Barkley of this class. <laughs> Zach Barkley he, he, won. He could be very good. He beat. Uh, yeah, he beat uh, both. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson, who went undefeated till the very end of the season. You know, he was like one seventh straight, took the Ravens to the playoffs. He beat Baker Mayfield, who played really well for like 10 weeks. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I don't think he warranted it, but the voters thought, you know, the voters saw enough highlights of Sack Barkley hitting 60-yard runs and were like, oh, that was impressive. I guess I'll give him the award. I mean, Etienne has a little bit of that. Um yeah, Williams Sermon are not going to get enough usage. As so, far as yeah, I can tell you. Sermon has a big number, but I need it a little bigger. I need like fifty or sixty because he needs, you know, he he needs a lot more carries. He'd have to like he'd have to steal the job, just like we said with that team. He'd have to steal the job. He'd get the most of the carries, but I think he is in a better situation if he does that. If I had to take one of those two. Because I, I mean, just look at what all those running backs in San Fran have done. When you yeah. know everybody go like Mostert or and uh, yeah. Brita and some of these other guys, like they're they're yeah. not scrap heap guys, but they're not things to get excited about. And it's like Jesus, it's like they're good all of a sudden. They're just busting runs. It's just a well schemed offense. So if he were able to steal the job, he'd be in contention, but boy, it's hard with five quarterbacks. Yeah. That's that, that situation screams running back by committee to me. So I'm going to scratch that one. Yep. Um, yeah. It's, if it were 60, 70, I'd think about it, but I'm seeing a 40. I can't get on, on board with that. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess some people, some people are high on Javante Williams, although he's now sharing the backfield with the likes of a, the uh, Melvin Gordon, who they're paying a lot. I mean, actually, Melvin Gordon probably like he's probably gonna be cut, right? Could be, could be. So I don't. Hmm. I don't see his contract too. 
Yeah, I'm gonna look at the uh, look at that because Williams at thirty to thirty ish to one is interesting. Um, okay, and then the wide receivers is is very tough to sustain production. You get a Justin Jefferson once every like five years. I feel like. Yeah, he didn't, and he didn't remember, and he, he did didn't not win it. <laughs> and he didn't win it, even though he deserved no, it. Yeah, it, it I would. I thought his contributions to Minnesota's offense were better than Herbert's to the Chargers, yeah. but I think know. the last three were OBJ. Percy, Harvin, and Moss. Yeah, wow. Wow. Like, and those, you know, those had, they had freak seasons. Okay. And, and, guess, and, they yeah. didn't, and they didn't have to go up against, like, it's funny, Randy Moss won the rookie of the year with Peyton Manning in his class. Like, Peyton Manning <laughs> threw like 30 interceptions. He wasn't good his first year. Yeah, that's true. Um, what, uh, and guys like, the, a guy like all the quarterbacks to be bad. A guy like Elijah Moore. He's gonna lose out to. He's gonna lose out opportunity to uh, or, or voting block to Zach Wilson. Yep. Um, guy like Etienne is gonna lose out voting block to Trevor Lawrence. Um, so it's yeah, I, I completely see a couple of obvious scratches here. Um, this guy's you, in my mind. If I had to take a receiver, <laughs> if I did have to take a receiver. Again, I wish the price were a little bigger, but just looking at them all, it would be a deep cut. Like, oh man, maybe Bateman or Marshall at like forty or fifty if you can find them. But Waddle is in a good spot. Just because Miami is, I guess I don't really know enough about what Miami's offense is going to look like. They fire their OC. Um, Tua is limited, at least based on the, the very small sample we have of him as a pro. Uh, he has a couple of suspicious, uh, you know, <laughs> tendencies. Um, you think, uh, I guess Waddle still, they, their team is going to be high profile enough, presumably winning enough games that they may get some just sort of, he may get a little bit of the, uh, if he does well and Miami's winning. They give Waddle a little credit, and he gets consideration. Is that where you're going with that? Yeah, I mean he'd have to he'd have to have a breakout, and that's where I don't think eighteen to one is enough for me. Okay. Maybe, and maybe it is Bateman for me at forty, because I mean Bateman his whole career has made an iffy throwing quarterback look really good. Yeah. Like that guy just goes gets balls. He's much better than Tyler Johnson, even when Tyler Johnson was on the team. He's a stud. He came out a little shorter. And then uh, a couple of people are asking about Pitts. Yeah. Hmm. A lot and, of responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot yeah. of mouths to feed there. A lot of mouths to feed there. You haven't, yeah, you have another tight end in Hayden Hurst that you gave up draft capital for. He'll still, he'll steal some reps. Um, some about some of the tight end responsibilities are a little complicated from a blocking standpoint. So he may, you know, only, I, I guess similar situation where I think ceiling for him is probably 75% of Falcon snaps yeah. and also, and, and in terms of off usage of the four receivers, he probably is getting somewhere in the 30% range tops in terms of targets. 30% of targets. What do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some very, if we don't see a trade for uh, getting a receiver out of there, I don't love him at his number. Here's, here's something from Femi who uh, Bateman will be in primetime quite a bit too. Not, this is not 
you know, it's it's not like a super actionable angle, but it's definitely one of those little nudges where, hey, I like a guy, I like his number, and then you look, and it's like, oh man, they have like three Sunday nights and a Monday night and a Thursday, and they play on Thanksgiving. Like, hey, that's a that's definitely a little bump for somebody once we once we get schedules out. I agree with you on that. In fact, I think then, I, yeah. played, I played Dobbins last year, thinking that exact thing about the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then D- D- Dan kind of took the opposite point here. He said, "If the Falcons keep Julio, defenses are probably still keying him in the red zone." Like Ooh. you can say, you know, there's mouths to feed, but also, uh, yeah, it, it keeps some of the doubles off of Pitts. I don't think the Falcons are moving Julio. I don't think they can. I don't either. I just don't think they they're going to get the offer they want. Yeah. Um, so, who does that uh, leave us with? Did I make a small bet on Wilson and a little on Bateman? Wilson and Bateman. Yeah. I think Wilson 10 to 1 is the right look. And I think Sam Darnold was also 10 to 1 his rookie year against Zach Barkley and uh, Baker Mayfield and company. And yeah, this is the thing too. Don't be afraid to add to these, uh, build a little portfolio. I bet Saquon after the season was over because I thought the. I thought the number was bad at that point still. And I had other quarterbacks in my portfolio, and I I essentially bet Saquon to break even, like just to get me out of those bets. <laughs> I, I had, and I had to bet a lot because I had a few of them. But uh, there was, you know, there's times to add. I mean, we see this market fluctuate so much. If, again, if we never had the injury down in, in uh, San Diego, and by mm-hmm. that I mean Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you don't have the injury to the knee up in Cincy. You probably had a different rookie of the year last year because Burrow wasn't winning games, but he was looking pretty good doing it. Like he could have won rookie of the year with like three wins just because he looked good enough and there wasn't anyone competing for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple thoughts. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I noted that uh, and I will, but I still think, you know, you're going to have 80% of the uh, meaningful targets are going to go to Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Uh, still, um, so that's not quite enough production, likely. Uh, similarly, a uh, great point by Patrick, and we should start every futures conversation with this point. With this p- point of view, anytime you're betting into a futures market like this, the idea is um, you want the you want to you're if you're making a bet right now and you're locking up capital for nine months. Uh, it better be because you're getting a price that you can only bet today. That's yeah, and we've mentioned the schedule a couple times. People have brought up primetime games. People have brought up, you know, just a few things that can happen. Like I'm going to wait on Zach Wilson because what if his season starts with at Buffalo, <laughs> and you know, or, and then like another tough defense. I I'm not excited about ten to one anymore because after maybe a couple rough games to start the season, with an, again I think we're having an abbreviated preseason. If I'm not if I'm not wrong, that does not going to help these rookies. Uh, you know we saw that last year as well. You know if we end up like at Buffalo and then I don't know what the at Miami at you know, yeah, just, just, yeah, you know a couple of a, well, a couple tough early. defenses on the road or something. Uh, you probably get Zach Wilson 15, 20 to one when he stumbles all, you know, just trips over his dick out the game. So <laughs> I'm, I'm fine waiting on these till ironically, uh, Sam Darnold week one against the lions on Monday night football, put on just a, just a spectacle spectacle. They were excellent. Lions. 
they were excellent yeah. against the Lions in that spot, and then it all went downhill. <laughs> well, and <laughs> and this was, I think, this was maybe what Drew was kind of a, going to allude to is, yeah, right. Lance's number probably gets bigger because yeah. we we do believe, and I think a lot of people believe, Jimmy starts the season, his number is not going to get worse when he's not playing. So one of the other quarterbacks will have a good week or two. That number will get steamed up, and you'll get a bit. So I think if you want Lance, you wait. Timing your entry is everything. Let's let's wait a couple days. Look at the schedules as well. Worst case scenario, Jets start out the season on the road at Miami, on the road at Tampa. Then Zach Wilson is a bet on then. You're going to get a lot better number than 10 to 1. I can tell you. (laughs) Um, Similarly, if they start the season soft and you get to take on the Falcons and the Jaguars, in back to back, and the Texans in one weeks one, two, three. Um, yeah, maybe it's time to bet Wilson right now because <laughs> he's gonna, you know, and, and honestly, like, you know, in any futures market, again, you want timing your market entry is hugely important. You want to bet a price that is only going to move one way. Um, and you want to fill out a portfolio so that you're kind of covering what the realistic, likely, you know, realistic possible outcomes are uh, and have more than one, you know, potential winner uh when it's all said and done because it is uh you know it's a dynamics m- marketplace um so yeah timing uh, yeah if you're if you're betting into wilson pretty heavily because they have a nice soft start to their season and he's one of the only quarterbacks that we can say with high degree of confidence is going to start week one um then just be able to prepare your timing to enter on a lance on a fields etc uh if uh if the if the opportunity presents itself because i agree if if fields or Lance starts 75% of the games for their respective teams and they win double-digit wins, then statistics aside, they will be your proverbial rookie of the year choice. If a rookie may, and it's easier now with the seven seed, if a rookie makes the playoffs, and obviously the Niners and Bears are middle-of-the-pack teams at, you know, at worst in the Niners' case, I think the Bears are middle-of-the-pack no matter what happens to them. I don't, sure. think they could, I don't think they could win more than nine games or lose more than nine games, honestly. That's just kind of where they are. They've got Jeff Fisher virus. They'll they'll be stuck there. So those kind of teams can end up in the playoffs. Making the playoffs is a huge narrative. Like oh, leading, yeah. leading his team to the to the postseason as a rookie. Oh yeah. If you're a voter, if you're a voter, you have all the NFL music. You have all the cover in the world. Uh by well, I both wow, that guy took his team to the playoffs. Easy choice. I don't care what the statistics were close across all these guys. Like that guy went to the playoffs. Like it's over. Um, so yeah, that's gonna potentially hurt the Wilson candidacy. Surely. Surely. Um, because if Joe Burrow had taking the Bengals to the playoffs last year, it wouldn't have mattered that uh, Justin Herbert set a bunch of statistical records. They would have given it to Burrow. Um, Especially, and and that's the thing too, the narrative of a, oh man, like, did did they go, who'd they go for coach of the year last year? I'm trying to remember, was it? It was not Tomlin. Um, It was not McDermott. No, I think it was Um, the Browns, right? It was, yeah, it was, right? Because that that's another thing you get the narrative like you brought up Cincinnati, yeah I couldn't think of Stefanski's name thanks Patrick, I couldn't you get the narrative of Cincinnati they haven't been good in many 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 years and that's the thing too like the Browns hadn't been to the playoffs hadn't you know yeah. haven't won a division in 
a thousand years. Like getting a team over that hump is such a big narrative. So if one of these quarterbacks on a bad team can bring somebody to the playoffs again, and maybe, you know, the Jacksonville, they were just there a few years ago. It's not as big, but yeah, I think that's a big thing to look for in the, in the narrative land. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's flip look. Yeah, it looks like the chat, the chat is agreeing. We have we have consensus on yeah. Stefanski. Yeah. Let's flip flop to defensive rookie of the year because this is a lot less about opportunity. Moved. They did. Uh, Jamin oh, Davis. Wow. Jamin Davis is your favorite. It was Micah Parsons when he spoke last. You know. Oh my goodness! We missed the, our opportunity to really hammer this. Where is Parsons even? Oh, he's number two now, five to one. Yep. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about let's talk about defensive rookie of the year because where offensive rookie of the year is all about opportunity, defensive rookie of the year is more about production. Um, and we kind of have a good sense of who is going to be able to produce. And in my opinion, I am completely throwing out cornerbacks secondary players throw them all out and i say that for two reasons number one it is increasingly difficult for a first year cornerback to make an impact on a defense even even the best cornerback prospects coming into a good defense take a little bit of time to fully get up to speed in terms of what the roles and responsibilities are on top of that if you're counting on a guy getting five four or five interceptions like that's that's a tall ask. Uh, you have you had just pretty in, unbelievable play from a guy like Winfield last year. He wasn't ever coming close to winning that award over the likes of Chase Young. It just wasn't going to happen. He would have needed ten picks probably to get maybe, to get maybe, over and, that. Yeah, maybe he needed to return some punts as well. Like put him back <laughs> yeah. there, a couple scores. It's it's so tough. And we saw we saw a guy drafted in the top five, absolutely struggle. At corner last year, like he, I mean, he was, uh, it was, he got thrown in a tough situation because right off the bat, they lost a couple starters. There were some injuries. He had to play a much more prominent role, but I mean, he was not ready. He did not look good. We, you know, Detroit isn't a great place to thrive, but it's still, I mean, you, a guy that somebody who's willing to spend top five capital on, that's, if that's the best you can get, you're just, okay. yeah, you're, you're not getting it out of these guys. So here's my Especially next Especially where they landed. Like those let's, are not yeah. going to be good defenses around no. them. No, that's exactly correct. So let's throw out all the cornerbacks. Step one. You're okay with that? There's no one that really like, oh, the, wait, you are missing something. This is the perfect guy in the perfect spot, right? There's none of that, right? There's a safety at 25 to one. That's <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> not happening, guys. Um, so then we're left with linebackers and linemen. This was a weak lineman class, particularly defensive tackles. Yeah, uh, it's not going to go to a defensive tackle anyway, because there's unless it's like the second coming of Aaron Donald, but that's not in this class for sure. Um, so we're talking about edge rushers, guys that are going to get the forced fumbles, the sacks, the pass, the pass, the pressures. Uh, you know, counting stats knockdowns. from a pass, so knockdowns. So counting stats in the pass rush department is you're more likely award winner than your linebacker. Only if no one distinguishes themselves among the pass rushers will they then default to, okay, well, what linebacker had the most tackles? 
that's yeah. the guy. Like that's kind of the the I think the hierarchy of how this award is voted on. Um, was there an impressive edge rusher that got a lot of counting stats? No. Okay, then give it to the top linebacker. Um, so I'm going to prioritize edge rushers still, even though this was a weak class. Um, the other thing that I think does matter, and the reason that Chase Young was such an absolute slam dunk, no doubt, uh, handicap lock of the preseason last year. Um, was because he was going to end up on a surprisingly good defense. You know, we yeah. looked at how good and how the talented that D was line was, good. It was and you're already like, good. okay, he's going to ha- he's going to he's going to he's good. That's you know he's good. We know that he's on a defensive line that is a lot of good players, and the defense is going to be surprisingly good against the soft schedule. Like it was just perfect, boom, 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 uh, and it all worked out. You know, extremely well. I thought. And again, yeah, they they made the playoffs. Yes. You know, right. that, that didn't hurt. The fact that the team played well, they had a good story in Alex Smith. It was a fun team to follow. And it's funny, like, it, Edge was not even a need for them when they no. drafted. Like, they had a good offense or defensive <laughs> line. But how do you pass on a guy like that who's going to make a difference? And I believe it was – I'm trying to think if it was Dr. Eric who, who brought up the – the you know how defenders have to start out in the league and you know cornerbacks linebackers especially a Mike linebacker uh, basically every other position is so reactive to you know what's happening to uh, from the offense from the offensive game plan the scheme the play calling whereas an edge rusher you put him out there on third down he's basically just the only thing you can do is not get absolutely crushed by like a screen pass and over pursue like basically go go kill the guy with the ball where you're not reactive at all you're just going out there and doing what what god built you to do and that's to crush a left tackle throw him down and destroy the guy with the ball because they don't let you do it in practice they get the red jersey on so that you know the the fact that they aren't as reactive it, it's not as a, a big of a jump from league to league. you know that obviously there's better left tackles there's better right yeah. tackles there's better everybody there's better chipping tight ends there's better running backs coming out and hitting you but still the, the guys who are truly good like our guy chase will separate themselves they'll get the counting stats are so big because yeah you know people that vote on this are not looking at the advanced stuff they're not looking at the what did pff rate him this week no, yeah like, what was I, his pff grade no, yeah, no, had, one's reading, had, no one's doing it that way it doesn't matter if they if it fell into his arms by accident it probably will read the pff he had a sack and a half. piece on it yeah he had he had a sack and a half it doesn't matter if they weren't good sacks yeah right okay um so in that spirit then if we want to make a list and we want to say okay give me an give me an edge guy Guy who's gonna, you know, he's gonna be on the field for a majority of the defensive snaps, and he's gonna be on a defense that's perceived as good, and he's gonna get opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, there are a couple of guys that stand out in that in that uh, mold. Okay, um, anyone you anyone you see right off the bat? So it sucks that his number moved, but yeah, I mean, Jamin Davis. That was, that was, that was <laughs> he's a, a linebacker, one. though. I know, but he's gonna be a tackling it, guy. It's gonna, he, he's going to be the guy that has a hundred, however many tackles. Like, he's gonna have a lot of tackles. He's gonna have a lot of playing time, and he's gonna be on a good defense, and there's gonna be that narrative like, that's a stingy ass defense, and he's a part of that. Um, 
I don't know. I want to. I still want to. I want to. I want to rule number. out the guys and, who are going to get the sack counting stats. All right. All right. All right. All so Jalen Jalen Phillips is now seven fifty. He's come. That's come in. He's a linebacker, um, kind of, but he's going to be an edge guy. He's going to come in and he's going to pass rush. So his number's a little lower. What do you think of the Miami? I mean, what do you think of the Miami defense? <clears throat> Regression candidates. A little bit, but it's still not going to be a bad defense. Or, no. I mean, can we get on board with that? Really, yeah, really, really solid personnel. Uh, two outstanding cornerbacks, and and that matters. Like you know, if you if if Byron Jones and Xavier Howard are playing lockdown, you know, uh, cover, then that gives your guy time to get home, right? Uh, I don't. I think the big regression for Miami isn't as a defense is just going to be takeaways. Like they were impossibly good at taking the ball away last year. I think those numbers come back down to earth rapidly. Um, but they still, you know, they they don't have an especially tough schedule. Um, and I can see this being, you know, they have a great coach in Brian Flores, defensive mind. I really like his scheme. His his process is solid, in my opinion. Um, I think that uh, Miami finishes with the top 10 defense just in terms of efficiency stats. Yeah, floor, and, floor is middle of the pack. Like if it's bad, it's not yeah. getting worse than like 15th. Yeah. And I don't know who else on this roster is really going to be getting the counting stats like the sacks. That's fair. Uh, so there's opportunity to be that guy if he is good. Now, health red flag. Does he play the full season? Uh, that's a tougher, tougher question. Yeah, it's it's hard to predict that sort of stuff. At seven fifty, still I'm probably a guy that I'm going to have some part of. Some he will be in my portfolio. Yes. Um, moving down to another pass then, yeah, here, here, Patrick yeah. says this coverage sacks. They have coverage a, sacks. you know uh, pass rush and corners coverage units, whatever you want to call it. They do work hand in hand. If you can get uh, you can get a good pass rush, it's going to help the corners. You get a good cornerback, it's going to help the pass rushers. So I like him. I kind of passed on a few other guys. What do we think? I of, passed on. Let's let's, let's single him out. Passing Quiddy Pay. I I did. The only reason I don't think his price is big enough for where he's at. Um, plus his his pluses are getting to pass rush on carpet, where you can be very yeah, fast. Okay. That does help. And he chose number fifty one, which is just a badass defensive number. <laughs> that is a number with a lot of. The, but That's a plus. Yeah. At the price where he's at on that depth chart, I don't and where that defense is at, I don't think. I I mean it's going to be a decent line, Buckner and I'm trying to think of the other D end. I don't think the other D end is very good. Taekwon Lewis, like it's it's an okay defense, I guess. You got a really good linebacker. We'll see where you know what's his uh, oh man the guy with the goofy ass name, Rocky Sin. See how some and Xavier Rhodes, if if those defensive backs can pick it up a little, it'll be a good defense. But I'm not yeah super excited about him. You know what? His price. He's ten to one. I don't like the price. I want fifteen on him. I'm gonna. I just want to circle back. I'm. I am actually gonna skip Jalen Phillips. At just price. Price and they're gonna go three four a lot. And yeah. in the three four under the Belichick system, your D end does not get a lot of glory. Mm. In fact, he's asked to basically just eat two bodies, and then you let the linebackers do a lot of the work. Like that's how a guy like Andrew Van Ginkle is a household name. 
Are we doing the Van Ginkle thing again? No, oh, but like, like Christian right. Wilkins, Christian Wilkins had a great year last year, but he was largely unrecognized because that he just wasn't asked to, you know, he just wasn't really, uh, you know, his role was not to get go get stats. Crossing um, Saban Collins off. He's a linebacker on a bad okay. defense. Yes, same. It's a bad defense. It will not be any better. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa is interesting. I made my initial thought on him was if you're not the best edge rusher on your team, does that hurt you? Yeah. But it's still going to be a sick ass defense. Yeah. Can so you are you gonna get are you even gonna get cleanup scraps off of Miles Garrett though? I yeah, that's where that's where I'm wondering. Like if you're clearly like if you're your ceiling clearly still has you as the second best edge rusher and like, and maybe the third best defensive lineman. Am I betting you at 14 to one? It's a really good defense though. Hmm. So I, I'm a little scared of him. That takes me down to Rousseau. Okay. I'd yeah. like to hear you. I, I know you have thoughts on him. Hit me with it. Well, I have no idea if he's a good player or not, <laughs> but I do know that the Bills' defense uh, has a lot of opportunity to improve on last year. They were bad relative to what we expected. Um, you know, they were a surprise, a, an underwhelming surprise, uh, and they have a pass rush problem. Uh, so, if Rousseau does anything, that's a, probably a hugely positive impact for the team. Uh, and he's has potential to kind of be the guy that gets sacks, sacks that others are not getting. Um, Ed Oliver has been a bust so far. He needs to yeah. step up big time. Jerry it's, Hughes was a reach. Uh, and they and that's the thing. There's, there's a decent chance Rousseau starts over Hughes. I think he could, he could be the starter. He has a good you know, rookie mini camp. He has a good preseason. He might be the starter. He might be getting a lot of playing time and a very good defense who have, you know, uh, Milano Edmonds, very good D linebackers, obviously really good corners. So if, if he clicks and he gets a lot of playing time, he gets a lot of third down, go kill the, you know, go kill Zach Wilson kind of stuff. I'm, I'm okay with him just because it is a bigger price on a good defense. Like if you had so they're fourteen and eighteen one where I'm looking and yes I mean Patrick keeps bringing this up there's a ton of price differences this is the kind of market you really need to shop around it's not like hey you might find minus one hundred five compared to minus one ten somewhere there's going to be one of these fourteen to one so it's like twenty three to one somewhere else like there's massive differences in the markets if you shop but it, you know if you had to go two guys that are going to be on two good defenses I think I'd take Rousseau. Bigger price okay. and more opportunity. Okay. Um, the next guy is the guy that I'm interested in at yes. twenty to one. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, Jason Jason Oway. Now, another again, good defense. Another very another very good defense in the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and he has a pretty spectacular um, physical. Like, you know, he's an impressive physical specimen. His measurables are outrageous. Uh, he hasn't really produced at the college level, which is somewhat concerning. Um, but this Ravens defense just recycled their pass rush entirely. They let their top two guys go. Judon's gone. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe is gone, uh, which means there's going to be, you know, he's going to have lots of lots of opportunity here. Um, right now on the depth chart, they're putting him at... Sam, I don't know why. 
he's almost certainly going to be in the rushing role. Um, but it, to me at least, you know, you have two really, really, you have a solid interior of that defense with Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, Kalei Campbell. Um, there's going to be scraps to pick up from the pass rushing standpoint. Uh, Tyus Bowser, who they brought back, is pretty, uh, pretty solid um at in that department uh but i think jason owe is going to be able to clean up i do need to correct you a little there yeah go ahead huge huge gaffe on your part oh good um in the spirit of tarod taylor and Giancarlo stanton he has decided to be known as odafe oa oh really jason is his middle name I don't know if we're, we're not breaking this because I, re- I just read it somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, he is of Nigerian descent. He went by his middle name for ease of use during his career. But now that he's professional, he will be Odafe. I don't know Odafe. if I'm pronouncing that. Odafe. Or. But, uh, okay. we, are, we are fully we're on board with the name change. Okay, cool. All right. Well, number he's 20 to 1. That, I'm mostly Tarad. on board with 20 to 1. There. I still think he was just trolling us, the Tarad thing. Uh, possible. But it's possible. How about um, Aziz? But yeah, I think OA OA at twenty to one interests me just because of the potential of, of actually doing something in a good defense in the same sort of spirit uh, that we had uh, Chase Young last year. Although OA obviously not the same quality of pass rush that oh, we know. No, I, I think in terms of need of help at the pass rush, the edge rush, it goes in reverse order. Is Baltimore needed the most help? Buffalo maybe next, and then Cleveland the least. And I, out of those three, the prices are reversed. So I will go with the team that needs the most help that's going to get a bunch of opportunity with a player I, I do like. So I agree with you on that. Okay. Um, somebody had previously, I think it was, it might have been Femi who brought up Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, as the cornerback that I may have overlooked in the uh, uh, Brandon, uh, what's the Chargers coach's name? Brandon something? Uh Yeah. Yeah, can't, can't, Sam says, can't wait for my bookie to not pay my Jason away bet because Odafi won it. <laughs> if they yeah. do that, I will drive to that bookie's house. Brandon Staley's Brandon Staley's defense, and I guess I would just counter with uh, the guys in Brandon Staley's defense who were amazing last year. Outside of Jalen Ramsey, like, can you name them? <laughs> like they just for whatever like you know they do their jobs they do it spectacularly samuel jr fits exactly into that mold he's going to be a great addition to that roster he's going to have a solid career for them but i don't know that he's going to have enough of a, an impact to, to that people recognize him for the likes of an award like this but that's just my opinion uh i'm okay skipping jim you know jimin davis at four to one i'm definitely skipping micah parsons at five to one Let's do a little quick sidebar on the on the Cowboys. This Cowboys defense is going to be bad, and they're bad in a really funny way. Um, they saw themselves get brutalized in the running game last year, particularly down the stretch, and so they went heavy, heavy, heavy duty into let's de- let's draft defenders that can help us stop the run. But they have massive redundancy there now, and I don't even know that that's really going to work all that well. Um, but they are going to have a very tough time stopping the pass. Teams are going to be able to pass to get the lead on them often, and then it's going to be entirely up to the offense to play catch-up. They're going to have to score 40 points a game to win, and uh, I don't think this defense is going to be regarded as good no matter how you want to slice it. They may get enough 
stops in the running game in second halves to give their offense chances to come back. <laughs> That's not crazy. Um, but I certainly don't. And and in that vein, you know, they may rack up tackles. Like Michael Pisers, Michael Parsons may get 100 tackles next year. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but I just I don't know that he's getting an award regardless. Uh, even with the spotlight of Dallas, even with the uh, you know, the the potential to, you know, be on the field a lot tackling running backs as teams are trying to grind out the clock. <laughs> I still think uh, the defense is going to be poor enough. And I think there's, you're going to share, there's, there's a pretty decent amount of sharing across the likes of Van Der Esch and, um, and uh, Jalen Smith uh, that you're, you're not necessarily going to get all, you know, you're not going to be the leading tackler on the team possibly. So I don't know. And I, I feel like they drafted a couple rookies. Like, isn't didn't Cox go there too? Yeah, they got they're redundant in, in all in their approach to stopping the run. That yeah, was my they, they drafted. Yeah, they dra- They actually drafted like all defense. I felt like, but yeah, that, that my only my only deep deep cut would be Peyton Turner. Uh, once I find out a little more about if he's going to get a bunch of playing time, um, Saints edge rusher. Okay. He's a big number. Uh, I don't hate that. Again, it was I was kind of joking, but again, it is a tiny little help to be pass rushing on the turf. It's easier. You can get your speed around the edge. And I like the coaching down there. I've always enjoyed the coaching in New Orleans outside of one year back in 09 when they were kind of naughty. And, yeah, this thing, too, like if somebody says I have Jamin 11 to 1, that's bettable. Like I'd bet Jamin at eleven to one. I'm not betting him at four to one. Yeah, that's nice, actually. And then yeah, the the, the Saints the Saints are a bit of a enigma to me right now, but uh, we'll find out if uh, I might take a little on him. I didn't watch a lot of Houston the games. Thing about the one I thing caught, about I Washington some highlights, I like him though. The one thing about Washington football team is they're still susceptible through the air. Teams might just pass, 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 pass on them. Like Jamin Davis might not get the tackles you're thinking because they're constantly throwing the ball 10 yards down the field against the Washington football team. And when they don't complete a pass, it's probably because there was a sack. (laughs) So Davis, he may get choked a little in terms of his ability to rack up stats. Um, But I I really don't love any of these uh, linebackers, to be honest with you. Um, I do think Owe is a fair play at 20 to 1. Um, I'm going to swerve Russo. I hope he, if you're going to bet him at 18 to one, I'll cheer for you. If he ends up having a decent season, but I still am, I'm a little skeptical of his talent. Um, and then uh, um, that was an interesting call too on the, on Jeremiah Owusu Kamora. Um, look, look for the best number on that one and give that a, a serious thought. So right now, Jason, no way at 20 to one, the only one I would actually bet this moment, excuse me. Uh, Odafe away. Odafe away. I probably will put a little uh, a little tickle on the kid from Houston down at the bottom of the. Especially if I can find. I'm, I I don't even have more than one book open right now. I'm not price shopping this at all. I'm enjoying all the comments from people that are telling me all the better prices and where they're at. That helps. That'll nice. that'll make my life easier when I when I get around to that. But uh, yeah, there's a couple I don't hate. Should do. Yeah. A few um, minutes on MVP before we kick yeah. it, then let's do it. Um, can I kick it? Yes, you can. 
MVP is wild. We've got the man, the myth, the legend, Patrick Mahomes, plus 450, which seems – I wish it were bigger, I guess. You got a man who, without a team, second, and Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen, who turned a corner. The deep dive apologizes for everything we've ever said about him. So I do really believe he put in the time, the work, and he, he, he turned the corner. A guy who is coming off a horrific injury in Dak at 14 to 1. Stafford at 14 to 1 in a new spot. Uh, the old man who just won't die, Tom Brady at 14 to 1. And then your next one is Justin Herbert. Wow. Which is nuts. Herbert, Kyler, Lamar are all ahead of Russell Wilson. They're all ahead of Baker Mayfield. They're all ahead of Deshaun Watson, who could end up you know, being on a different team at this point yet. I couldn't bet Kyler Murray at 16 to 1 with my worst enemy's money. Same. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I mean, Herbert, 16 to 1 is equally no, I mean, Herbert, that's a, that could be a good team. But yeah, that, that's unbettable. The, yeah, a good team, but not good the, enough to win. The Kyler, number, the Kyler number is offensive to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, uh, I would bet Stafford before I bet him at 14. Uh, yeah, okay. If you made me, held a gun to me and said, you have to bet one, I would do it. I'd bet Kirk Cousins at 66 before I bet any of those. Wow. I, would, I wouldn't bet McCaffrey at 50, it looks like. Um, yeah, a couple insane. more notables. Cam, 50. Why would you bet a guy that's going to play half the year? <laughs> Jalen Hurts at 50 to 1. Why would you bet on the Eagle? Justin Fields. If you please gave me a risk. Please free... don't bet on rookies. Yeah, there's a lot of guys you can cross off here. Like yeah, the, this... fair price, the fair price for Derek Carr MVP. It's listed at fifty to one. The fair trillion. price for that is pro <laughs> did you say a trillion? Yeah. To one? I was gonna go a billion, but yeah. I was gonna a trillion, say a, yeah. Bra a Brazilian to a one. A Brazilian to one. <laughs> give me you give me I would yeah. bet Teddy Bridgewater before I bet Carr. Derek, In that would, offense. Yeah. What I is Derek, Derek Carr? What is he doing up there by Jameson? Some of the, I don't even know if I want to talk about these this night. I'm I'm a, I'm, I'm upset. I'm actually a little heated right now. Yeah, uh, you know, down down the board there are some guys like what if what if Pitts works and the new coaching works? Somebody just brought this up. Uh, a guy who has won an MVP before in Matt Ryan at a big number with three stud receivers. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of agreeing. Brian, I'll give Brian credit. He he brought it up first. Seventy-five to one. Patrick says it's not insane, and Femi says whoa, whoa, it's really not insane. Juicy number that uh, for a deep cut. That's not bad. He's had an MVP season. He won an MVP. That's a yep. That's that always helps. That always helps. Um, I can tell you the um, uh, the fact that you were upgrading from a Dirk Cutter offense to a an Art Smith offense is. A, is a, is a, is a leap. It's a leap in terms of quality uh, of the guy that's uh, uh, setting you setting up your offense. Um, I would also say, I, yeah, I guess just kind of going for the top. Pat Mahomes is going to get bet. Find the best price, lock it up. It'll get shorter. That's only going one way. 
I mean, yeah. maybe we want to see Kansas City schedule and just make sure that they're not starting out with their three hardest games or something. Um, but Kansas City is going to be in the mix. They are going to win a lot of games. And that's really what the MVP comes down to. We didn't really lay out the rules, but real quick, only bet quarterbacks. Only bet a team that you think can win double-digit games. Probably and, playoffs. And yeah, double digits equal playoffs. Now. Yeah, yeah, double digit games. Realistically, they got to win their division. Realistically, they got to be a one or two seed. But you can't say only to, you know those teams, um, which is why a guy like Herbert can't win. I don't see the Chargers beating the Broncos and the Chiefs to win the AFC West. Uh, so even if he has an amazing statistical season, um, I don't think the Chargers win enough games to get him consideration over like Mahomes. Holmes. Um, I would say Russ. I say uh, Aaron Rodgers, unbettable at ten to one. Um, what's your price on him? I mean, he's going to retire. That'll be a funny ticket to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Dan, Dan's an Atlanta fan. Like they are going to have a very bad defense. Like that. That almost works for me. You're almost talking me into this. Yeah, he's, he's going to have to throw for like fifty five hundred yards for them to be good. And he might do that in his sleep with the wide receiver court. 50, 50 touchdowns, 36 interceptions. <laughs> Matt Ryan's not a pick guy. He's, Neither was, you know, Tannehill wasn't a pick guy in the, uh, in the, um, uh, how many picks did Matt Ryan throw last year? I'm going to guess 18. It was only 11. Oh, really? The way you said it made me think it was a big number. So I, I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch enough. Um, Sam has figured out that we will put his stuff on screen if he says it three times, like Beetlejuice, like Baker, Baker, Baker. <laughs> Thirty-three to one. I don't like him as a quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but God damn it, that team might win the Super Bowl. Oh well, I, let's take a step back. They need they need to make some progress some steps forward before you leap them to Super Bowl. But well, no, it's uh, a fair. But, the AFC is ridiculous. They tough. get the one seed, right? If the Browns get the one seed, then Baker is going to be in consideration. Um, if the Rams get the one seed, Stafford is going to be in consideration. Absolutely. Um, you know that I think Josh. If the if the Bills get the one seed, Josh Allen's going to be in consideration. Um, Dak Prescott at fourteen to one is bananas. Um, no way Dallas is in the mix for big, big a, fat a, 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 a double digit win season, in my opinion. Um, but he's going to put up great statistical numbers. If you want to bet Dak Prescott, don't worry about the MVP market. Go find his yardage, touchdowns, whatever, and n- nuke the overs there. Because if he's healthy for a full season, he is going to he's going to put up volume that's going to blow minds. Um, Tom Brady. Probably not going to be in consideration just because I don't think you're going to see a spectacular enough regular season from him, even if Tampa Bay is in the one or two seed. Would you? Is I mean, is that crazy? No. I mean, look how good that team was. He wasn't really ever in consideration. It was a team effort. Yeah. Very right. good defense, well coached, just good all around team. His numbers a bit shorted, cross that off. Herbert yeah. cross off just because. Yeah. Especially if Denver ends up getting like a Watson or a Rogers, he's super effed. Yeah, six, sixteen to one's just not enough. Murray insane, is insane, insane, insane. hilarious, hilarious. I'm going to turn into the Hulk at this point. God, <laughs> uh, I'm Lamar, probably I'm not I'm not doing Lamar at eighteen to one. I'm, when you I'm have a Lamar Baker guy. Thirty three. I'm a Lamar guy. I just yeah. can't get with that number. 
No, no, no. I, I like some of the additions. Like again, uh, I think Bateman can bail him out a bunch. I think they've made some improvements, but not at eighteen to one. I'd need a bigger number than that. Yeah, Wilson eighteen to twenty. <sighs> I hate the coaching staff. I hate their process. I hate their roster building. I hate the team. I hate the city. I hate oh. the dumb space. I'm just kidding. I had a great time in Seattle. I I tried to go to the Space Needle. Couldn't find a parking spot within ten blocks of the damn thing. <laughs> Finally, we just parked some fucking walk. There was a pride parade going on right past it. Like that's why we just we always luck ourselves into a parade somehow. Classic, like, uh, classic Seattle. So I just the, the coaching staff I still do hate. Real quick, I had a hot your, take. Your, your thoughts on? Yeah, give me a hot. I got a hot take for you. Seattle should have sold the top on Russell Wilson. Yeah, they could have got this something. off season. This off season, they they could have sold the top on Russell Wilson, and. This was a decent depth quarterback, deep quarterback draft. I think they could have gotten a guy that could do a damn decent Russell Wilson impression, and he's in Chicago now. Uh, I, yeah, I Russell. Never remember when the Bears thought they were getting him. Every yeah. Bears fan was giddy for like a week. You got, you got, hey, you got a, you got, you got a, <laughs> but you got a Russell Wilson impersonator uh, at a cost control contract for the next five years. Yeah, I think they might have done opinion. better. Yeah. So you may be, you may have won the end. It may get the last laugh there, Bears fans. Um, but no, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be a doubter of Russell Wilson, but like the way that his play dropped off over the last half of last season was concerning. It had something to do with the vision that Pete Carroll had for this offense and how he was changing the what Schottenheimer was doing over the first eight games. It was a little bit of like a the coach made it so, um, but. I think we might have seen the best Russell Wilson is going to play in the NFL already. The best that you can do. Um, yeah. I'd rather, again, I'd rather have Baker. I hope I'm I mean, wrong. I like yeah. watching Russell Wilson play. Baker in a forward thinking offense over Russell Wilson. Not only a forward thinking offense, but a better roster, a better defense, a better coach. And he's getting OBJ back. So uh, Baker at 33 is probably a play for me for a small stake. Burrow. Out. I don't think yeah they don't they don't have the roster yet. They definitely don't have the line. I'm excited for the connection to be there again between Joe and his guy, but that offense isn't going to be enough. Matt Ryan's only 33 to 1 where I'm looking. I'd like to know what 75 was Yeah, we'll track down the 75. I'll, I'll have to track that down. Uh, I could I, honestly there's a few numbers. I, I, I think even, the chances the chances I might even that still think the about chances it. that the Falcons get a top 2 seed in the NFC are way higher. Than the chances that anyone in the AFC, not named Buffalo, Cleveland, Baltimore, or Kansas City, Kansas gets a top two seed, right? Yeah, the the NFC is wide is open, That's wide open right? And so I, I think it's, it's still a small probability that Atlanta surprises to the tune of thirteen wins this year. But I think that, but just if you're going to take some long shots, if you're taking some chances, I think we're talking ourselves into some. NFC team being a lot better than we think. Yep. Um, and yeah, that's uh that includes the likes of a um of a Matt Ryan. Um a couple of other in that same vein, sc- scratching Wentz, scratching Watson, scratching Tannehill, scratching Newton. These are hilariously bad numbers. McCaffrey fifty to backs. one. That's hilariously bad. Carr, hilariously bad. Henry fifty to one, hilariously bad. Jalen Hurts fifty to one is hilariously bad. 
James Winston, 50 to one. Get the hell out of here. Jalen Hurts was like 80 to one to win rookie of the year. You're going to make him 50 to one MVP <laughs> after starting like a game. What am I looking at here? What are I these odds? The, um, just, they need, they oh, can't. dude, Sam's scooping me. I was getting down to Fitzpatrick, the other potential wild card here. 100 to one for Ryan Fitzmagic. Um, Fitzmagic potentially be the, maybe the best team in the in the division again. Maybe the best team in the division again if they can win twelve games. If Fitzpatrick gives a giant middle finger to the league for kicking him around to twenty five different teams uh, with the talent that they have on that offense in the receiving core, Terry McLaurin takes a step forward to bona fide wide receiver one, like yeah, top ten guy in the league. I'm betting it right now. <laughs> yeah, Fitz, I can see it, man. Fitz, Fitzpatrick might also absolutely suck this year yeah he might not he might start like three games (laughs) who the hell knows but 101 uh and you know it's in the same spirit as uh, matt ryan 75 to one you know i just hit just wild numbers i hit matt risk max limit because i figured it'd be like 50 bucks let's put 500 on this if you want to oh really we're not doing that you might have oh you got like you got like the uh the um the magic account here this is a this is a different account oh dude this one we haven't used this much. Okay, cool. Yeah, see, it'll be. It, it, tell <laughs> yeah, me if you can bet that much on this. I can't. Later. No, I, I can't. I, to win fifty k, that's a. Uh, that's a big number. Um, you don't want you don't want this smoke there, but <laughs> um, I'm about yeah, to put him on business with Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, he. It doesn't take a Harvard education to know there's a little value at hundred. Yeah. Right. Yep. I Real quick, the question from Brian. If you have, sure. if you still have a Raiders under eight, yeah, I would play the piss out of that. <laughs> it's a nice look, man. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Um, good times, it's kind of a live breakdown of some of these awards markets. These are fun. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I, d- I didn't have anybody spirit. else deep. Like, you know, the other deep numbers are Daniel Jones, Goff, Garoppolo. Uh, you know, guys we don't think are going to play well or play the whole season at quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, 150 to one, just doesn't have the skill set. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, Fitzpatrick is at the same price as Dalvin Cook and Travis Kelsey. Like, what the hell? Zach Wilson is shorter. Trey Lance is shorter. Trevor Lawrence yeah. is shorter. Oh my I'm, god! Might have to put a hundred bucks on him just to, <laughs> just to. Just to have that fun sweat. Just well, just to have that ticket. Like for when he plays well for the first six weeks, and he's down to like eighteen to one, and you can laugh a little before he eventually loses his job. Yep. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Good job. Get some aloe on on that sun sunburn and uh, turn it into a golden tan. Uh, And (laughs) you got some sun, buddy. My goodness. Look at you. All right. Well, I'll catch you later. Um, enjoy. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. Enjoy your start to the weekend. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have a fun. Um, we're going to look. We're going to do a deep dive into the state of the industry, the state of sports betting content, talk through some of the outrageous deals that have been flying around the space. Uh, some of the incredulous hires <laughs> that have been going on lately. Uh, we'll get into all that and more with our good friend, Captain Jack Andrews, on Wednesday as we chronicle the third anniversary of the repeal of PASPA. I think this is the third, right? PASPAversary. 
past perversary, third one. Uh, so three years into the space. Is this where we thought we would be? Uh, it's going to be uh, a heck of a lot of fun. So, oh, Captain, he's yeah. giving me the, the the questionable eye. I'm pretty sure I cleared that with him. I thought <laughs> maybe he doesn't want to talk about some of this. Yeah, maybe he, whatever he wants to talk about, he's always gets, he's yeah. more up on the news than we are. He'll have some uh, interesting yeah. stories. Curious, yeah. New York, is New York actually going to have mobile betting? California, we'll have to Florida, ask him about closer? his yeah. bet, whatever the, the conference or the, yeah, the, what is it, like some sort of conference? He's, I think he's like the headliner. Not nobody. Oh yeah, that. I saw that. That, that looked. Kind we'll of have to ask about that. Some of yeah. some of the new news is some of the new yeah. stuff that's coming out, and for sure, yeah. happy past anniversary early. We'll talk to him and you guys Wednesday. Yeah. If you and again, if you have any thoughts on any of these, if you're listening to this in the podcast or watching this not live, if you have any thoughts on any of these awards, hit us up on Twitter or something. Yeah. Yep, yep, well, yep. I, I love hearing your thoughts, and I know not everybody can watch it live and chime in. Yeah, this is group 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 effort, guys. Thank you. All right, we'll uh, we'll catch you on Wednesday. Uh, talk talk a little industry. Can't wait. See you then. All right, nice job. You got any action tonight? Um, the Pacers. I just played some other people's stuff. They're not looking good. Nah, they're a lot the of The Bucks are getting the shit kicked out of. I would like Whoa. the Wizards. I'd like the Wizards to win. What happened to the Buckaroonies? My God.